If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Go to financialsurvivalnetwork.com and sign up for your free weekly newsletter. You'll also get three free reports. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. Welcome, and you are listening to the Financial Survival Network. I'm Kerry Lutz, and today is 91620. Well, we've been hearing a lot about Black Lives Matter. What is the nature of the group? What are they really after? And should you be worried? And we've got uh, someone who just wrote a report, Black Lives Matter, Marxist Hate Dressed Up as Racial Justice. And his name is John Perrazzo. Hey, before we get started, don't forget we've extended the contest to... 17th you can win up to a half ounce of gold if you guess the price of gold properly just go to the contest page financialsurvivalnetwork.com slash contest enter today and while you're at it uh, email us with your thoughts john uh, you've you've written a book uh, a while back called uh, the new shame of the cities and actually uh, this ties in quite well with that, doesn't it? It, it does. Uh, the cities that we're seeing overrun by these Black Lives Matter uh, disturbances and riots are exclusively Democrat-run. And uh, what we, the previous pamphlet, the booklet that you'd referenced, The New Shame of the Cities, uh, looked at uh, how these particular cities uh, became failed cities. In, es- in essence, if you examine the American cities where the poverty rates are skyrocketing, where the uh, unemployment rates are high, where the crime rates are high, where the school systems are failures, graduating students that uh, are unable to read and write, um, they're all they're pretty much all Democrat-run. And uh, we find that the longer Democrats have been in charge of these places, the worse the situation tends to be. They've, some of them have been run by Democrats for decades on end. And now we see with the Black Lives Matter riots, uh, a number of cities where Democrat leadership has failed to uh, put the clamps down uh, on, on these rioters and to ask for federal help where necessary. And so people are the people who live in these cities have become prisoners of this terrible uh, inefficient and ineffective uh, leadership. Right. And really, it's more than that, though. These, it's not just complicity or enabling. It's really, these are 
the co-conspirators, aren't they? Well, they are. Uh, you know, the Democratic Party and Black Lives Matter are in many ways uh, allies of one another. They're kind of joined at the hip uh, politically. Uh, even if you look back about five years ago, which was a couple of years after Black Lives Matter was initially formed, the Democratic National Committee actually put out a resolution affirming its alliance with Black Lives Matter and, and emphasizing its its willingness and its uh, enthusiasm to for endorsing Black Lives Matter's agenda. Um, this was back in 2015, and. Uh, Throughout the, the latter years of uh, Obama's presidency, 2013 to 2016, really, um, Black Lives Matter representatives and leaders were invited to the Obama White House probably dozens of times, and Obama made uh, made sure to praise them for their outstanding work, as he called it. He, um, he talked about... Uh, the importance of the movement, he kind of likened it to the abolition movement, the civil rights movement, uh, the suffrage movement, movements of the past that had been very important uh, for society. He, Obama put them in this same kind of a class, and nothing has changed. Uh, Obama spoke at uh, the DNC convention a couple of, a few weeks back, and he was, again, very complimentary for Black Lives Matter. He talked about how they would... Uh, help the nation fulfill its destiny and uh, live up to the to, to its creed. Finally, basically making the country everything it could be. So this has gone on for years, and of course Obama's not alone. Um, speaker after speaker got to got up to the podium at the DNC convention and pretty much echoed the sentiments of Obama. They they heaped praise on Black Lives Matter and never said a word about the five or six hundred riots that had already. Um, taken place in cities across the country by that time. Right. And so we've really seen this is kind of uh, a an organization that's dedicated to violence and to really overthrowing the existing system, as they say, by their own admission, right? Yes. Uh, they are an admittedly and I guess you could say avowedly and proudly, a uh, Marxist organization. Uh, the media have been very uh, negligent in pointing this out, but anyone who's interested in learning about this organization and its agendas can go to their literature, can go to their website, can um, can learn that they, they very proudly uh, proclaim that they're a Marxist organization. They have uh, one of their three co-founders, uh, a video recently surfaced of her, uh, actually stating on video, we are trained Marxists, is the way she put it. And uh, we knew this, you know, even years ago, from the very start, when Black Lives Matter came on the scene, they held up one particular individual as their, uh, their kind of their hero. And that's a woman named Asada Shakur. I don't know if your audience is familiar with the name. But uh, this was a woman who was a Black Panther back in the 60s. Uh, she was a member of the, the Black Liberation Army in the, se in the 70s. It was an offshoot of the Panthers responsible for the deaths of at least 10 or 15 uh, police officers. And she herself was a cop killer. So this is the woman they hold up as, as their as the paragon of virtue, uh, Asada Shakur. And uh, she has been a fugitive in communist Cuba for the last 
40 plus years. She herself is a Marxist revolutionary. So, you know, if you want to know what an organization is about, it helps a great deal to, to examine who they hold up as their heroes and, of course, who their founders are. Their founders are likewise. Uh, they had three co-founders and all three of them are revolutionary Marxists. Right. So <laughs> I don't understand how these large corporations have gotten on the bandwagon. You go to these company websites and they're proud. They're bragging that they're contributors to this organization. What's the what's the connection between Black Lives Matter and Soros? FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Today's show is brought to you by GR Silver Mining. Ticker symbol TSX, GRSL, OTC, GRSLF, and their website at grsilvermining.com. The company is extremely well capitalized, currently has a resource of 40 million ounces of silver, and is looking to triple that number in just the next year alone. Its management team is first rate, headed up by Marcio Fonseca, a geologist with vast experience in mining operations and the financial sector as well. With all this going forward, it, and with silver trading over $25 the ounce, there's no telling how high GR Silver Mining will go. So go to grsilvermining.com to stay up to date on the latest developments and get on their notification list today. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. Well, George Soros is a multi-billionaire funder of the left, and he has, uh, back in 2014, he personally pledged more than $30 million to support, not Black Lives Matter per se, but to support organizations that were allied with Black Lives Matter and, and were pursuing similar agendas. And this year, he pledged another $220 million uh, to Black Lives Matter and, uh, and again, uh, affiliated groups. So you're talking about a quarter of a billion dollars there, and that's from a, a man who heads a, a charitable foundation called the Open Society Foundations. Um, you mentioned corporations. Uh, there are scores and scores of corporations that have given large sums of money uh, to Black Lives Matter and, again, to similarly uh, oriented radical groups. And they make a big, they make a big point of, uh, of emphasizing that they're on board with the cause. Uh, you go to their websites and they emphasize we support Black Lives Matter, we care about black lives, basically tr treating treating their uh, white America as uh, a benighted bunch of uh, Neanderthals who, who would never understand the importance of valuing black lives, if not for these constant reminders. Um, it's, a, it, it's a terrible it's a terrible reflection on the corporations. They are, uh, in some cases, I think they're trying to insulate themselves from potential charges of racism, uh, insulate themselves from charges that they're not sufficiently supportive of racial justice. And in some cases, you've got people like Jeff Bezos, who uh, heads Amazon. I think he's a true believer, for sure. Uh, he's been criticized by uh, customers and affiliates, and he basically stood up to them and said, listen, I, I understand you're not you're not approving of my support of Black Lives Matter, but this is where I stand, and I'm not changing. And if it means we can't do business, we can't do business. So uh, it's a combination of, uh, of people here. We've got the true believers, and we've got others that are trying to buy peace, I think, by their, uh, by their uh, overt support of Black Lives Matter. So is it just virtue signaling by them, and they just it's the cost of doing business, and they don't want to be targets? 
kind of like uh, with Sharpton and uh, Jesse Jackson. They just pay them off yep. uh, rather than get, uh, you know, harassed and blackmailed. Yes, that's part of the mix. Uh, absolutely. The, the Jackson and Sharpton ha- had a long history and have a long history of shaking down corporations in a similar way. Uh, and in this case, the corporations, uh, I think they're afraid because uh, certainly Black Lives Matter has made great inroads into the popular culture, Hollywood and the sports world, uh, particularly. You can see how, how much they're on board with the whole movement. And corporations don't want to be seen as outliers or as uh, uh, behind, behind the curve in any way. So what's the solution here? Are people becoming wise to this, do you think? I think so. Uh, you know, in the last couple of months, the approval uh, uh, polls, you know, approval uh, ratings of, of Black Lives Matter by the public have gone down, I think, about 20 points. And that's a very good thing. Uh, a lot of that is due to conservative media, which have been very good about getting the word out. The mainstream media have been, uh, uh, it's all, they're, they're, the degree to which they've gotten the word out is almost non-existent. But people are seeing that these cities are being overrun by violence and uh, they're seeing what these Black Lives Matter uh, protesters and rioters and arsonists and looters and vandals are doing to these various cities. And there's only so long before people start to question whether or not they've been hoodwinked and uh, and they begin to, to understand that the movement, which is which has this slogan that no one can really take issue with as a name, uh, is actually about something very different than the slogan. It's actually a very violent and, uh, as I say, Marxist-oriented group uh, whose real you know, mission and, and principal activities have nothing to do with the notion of Black Lives Mattering. Yeah, so uh, we've seen uh, you know, the riots that they've been involved in, a very violent organization here. Yes, uh, at last count, we've got at least 570 full-blown riots nationwide, uh, and these are not just minor disturbances. These are violent riots where buildings are vandalized, windows are smashed, buildings are set on fire, cars are set on fire, people are assaulted, sometimes killed. Uh, these are these are heavy-duty riots, and it's a, it's a very big movement. Um, we're probably going to see that Black Lives Matter is going to end up being the costliest uh, sustained civil disturbance in American history. Once we calculate all the the costs that are incurred as a result of fire and theft and vandalism and every other type of destruction, it's it's enormous. Yeah, and shocking that nothing's been done about it. It seems like uh, the federal government is scared of them. Well, you know, uh, certainly the the Democratic Party is is partly scared of them and and, and also uh, very much allied with them. I'm proud of President Trump because he's been probably the most outspoken person uh, in government uh, when speaking about Black Lives Matter. He hasn't been uh, reluctant at all to call them a, a violent movement, um, a Marxist movement. Uh, a terrorist organization, and that's uh, that's wonderful leadership, I think, on his part, and it will it will embolden 
others to to follow suit. He takes he takes the slings and arrows, but he does not back down, and he's he's speaking the truth. And once he speaks the truth, even in you know even when his enemies refute that truth uh, and claim that it's a lie, well that opens up the conversation and it opens up uh, other people to examine. Well, what is this group exactly all about? And once you look into it, you see that the very benign sounding slogan that they chose for a name is uh, is very very uh, very very different from what the organization actually spends all of its time preaching and doing yeah well hey, it's it's definitely an issue that's going to have to be addressed sooner rather than later because we know what's going on here when you look at the, what's happened in these cities it's really just shocking just yeah, what's happened, you know, um, is that the rhetoric of Black Lives Matter and the support that Black Lives Matter has gotten from the media and, and most no- notably from political figures, political leaders in these cities, has created a, a horrific situation where the criminal element of those cities have been emboldened by this because they see that the political leaders are behind this this Marxist and violent movement. They see this. And the police, by the same token, see that nobody's got their backs. So they become uh, more reluctant, uh, more reticent to actually be proactive in their policing. And if, they, if they're out on patrol, of course, if they get a, a call in their, in, on their car radio that there's a crime been reported in progress, they have to go. But if they're just driving around and they see uh, something that looks suspicious and their gut tells them they should stop and look, well, they're not going to. Now, now they understand that their, their careers, their pensions, their lives uh, could be in jeopardy as a result of getting involved in something that's only going to get them a great deal of pain, maybe get them killed, maybe get their careers destroyed because of unfounded and frivolous charges uh, of racism. And what happens when you've got a situation like this, and we saw this about four years ago after the Michael Brown uh, shooting in Ferguson, Missouri, we see it again now. There are crime crime rates in American cities are skyrocketing, and uh, shootings and, and 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 murders are through the roof. And uh, as of latest uh, count, I believe the murder rate in America's fifty largest cities is up about twenty four percent. So that is an, an enormous enormous spike, and it's pretty much all happened since the death of George Floyd in May back in back in May in Minneapolis. So Black Lives Matter claims to care about black lives, but the rhetoric that they engage in, the actions that they engage in, and the effect that they have on uh, police departments has the very opposite effect of what you, you would expect a group that cares about black lives would want. It's actually responsible now for skyrocketing numbers of deaths of the very people that they claim uh, to be to be the champions of. Yeah, it's really rather shocking and a cause for great alarm. Hey, people want to find out more about you, John, read your work. Where is the best place to go and how do you get the report? Oh, they can uh, get the report at frontpagemag.com, frontpagemag.com. It's there for free. If they wish to purchase a paper copy of it, it's available for three bucks again through the through front page, um, and it, it's a good resource if it's, if you want to share this information with someone else. It's the little the little paper pamphlet makes a very good way of doing that. 
Um, and, you know, the more we get the word out, the more people come to understand what this movement is about, uh, the more we're going to see, I'm sure, those numbers in the polls continue to drop in terms of public approval for Black Lives Matter. And we can only hope. Hey, well, there's a link to John's site in show notes to this interview on Financial Survival Network. Any questions or comments, email us, kl at com. Twitter feed at Lutz. And of course, enter our contest, financialsurvivalnetwork.com slash contest. John, I wish you the best of luck with this. Thanks for, uh, for doing the work, putting in the hard work. Uh, you're not gaining any friends as a result, but thank you for doing so. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me. It was my pleasure. FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and sign up for your free weekly newsletter. You'll also get three free reports. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.